Welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Asia Bonilla. And I'm Charles Sheeland, the other host, and we're back this week diving into the next series of our podcast, The Giver Quartet by Lois Lowry, which I should say isn't really a series per se, but it's a collection of books within a universe. I'm really excited to be reading this this time because it's a reread-ish for me. I've read the first two books, but I never read the next two, so I'm excited to get back into it and actually finish the series this time. And I really want to re-explore the second book, Gathering Blue, because I remember that one being really beautiful. So I'm really excited to reread that. Well, I'm super excited to finally be getting to read something new again. And for anyone who is new to the show, we're a podcast on the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends and we're reading and rereading young adult literature from our childhood and adolescence and sharing these books with each other. Like Charles said, he somewhat read these before, but I'm a complete newcomer to the series. And all I'm hoping is that these aren't going to be as dark as the last books we've been reading. Well... We shall see. They thematically are dark, but I don't think they're violent. Like, The Hunger Games and his dark materials were, like, violent. I think that we will be dealing with some dark themes again, but some more tame writing. I'm just really shocked that you didn't have to read The Giver for school. I understand the other books. They're a little less popular, but, like, I read The Giver in sixth grade for class... But I felt like, I thought a lot of people read The Giver in middle school. I did not, but for all the listeners, if you did read The Giver, why not you let us know so we can kind of see if it's who's right. Because I feel like we just, that was never in any of our curriculum at school. I mean, it is. it definitely could be state-specific, but I just, I mean, Lois Lowry, she's obviously famous for Number the Stars, which is in a lot of curricula. Mm-hmm. A book about the Holocaust, but um, The Giver definitely, I thought, I feel like I knew a lot of people who read it. The only thing I knew about, I knew, like, I knew the movie. I've seen the movie once, and I knew it was based off of a book, but, like, I didn't realize that it was an older book. I just thought it was part of the, you know, dystopian, like, oh, no. 2000s era, but it's from the 90s, or right? Yeah, I think it was 94. So it is, like, it was honestly one of the first So, anyway, I am on summary duty this week, so let's go ahead and dive right in. So we meet Jonas, who lives in a community where everything is the same and well-regulated, and we get a lot of background of this community and the way it's organized. We also learn that Jonas is about to turn 12, at which point children are given their profession, and Jonas is obviously very nervous about this. He is also cognizant of whether he feels different than everyone else in the community, and all of this is borne out when he is given the job of receiver of memory. And as he starts to be gifted memories of the human experience, we experience even further and all the things that are suppressed within living in the community. Sorry if this sounds kind of vague. It really makes sense when you read it, but we're going to get more into details as we dive into the episode. But... (laughs) For my impression of the reading, I honestly was just 
kind of angry while reading this just because like how everything's described like I just I can't imagine living in a world like this where they've pretty much removed everything that like makes us human like there's no choice in the society but like Jonas the main character he doesn't like no one realizes what they're missing out on because they've been taught this since birth So it's just like a very weird dynamic, but obviously as the reader, you know how our world works, so you know what these people are missing out on. So I don't know if you felt this way when you read this for the first time, but I found it really frustrating and like we can get more into details in a little bit as to why I felt so angry, but I don't know. What what about you, Charles? (laughs) Did you have any anger feelings, at least on your first time of reading? I definitely didn't feel anger. I... The first time or this time, we'll definitely talk about that. The whole idea of, like, what they're missing out on. I was just impressed that I basically remembered everything. I think I was proud of myself because I wasn't sure if I would. But I don't, I didn't feel anger at them not knowing things because that's just part of dystopian literature. They just, like, you live in a world where, I mean, again... I guess, I guess for me, and like we'll get into it, I think it's the idea of that they have no idea what they're missing out on, like, which I'll talk about how it's like, how, who gave them the power to take away people's right to like being alive and living and having a choice in life? Whereas like, like in the Hunger Games, the Hunger Games, like they know what they're missing out on, which is why they can fight for it. Whereas they've given, there's no reason to fight because they have no idea what they're missing out on. So I just find that really frustrating as a reader because it's like, how are they going to escape this? Well, you'll see. Uh, I, yeah, you'll see. We shall see, I should say. So let's just go ahead and let's just dive in before we get too esoteric. Yes, so we can just go ahead and talk a little bit more specifically about the world. So we find out that the family units can only have one male and one female, and then they're allowed two children, a boy and a girl. So this is clearly a very heteronormative society with no room for wiggling out of that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but thank you, Asia, for tracking the lack of queerness. And something that You know, we can also mention that we get kind of near the end, but this community particularly is all one race. And the giver himself says that there used to be people around of different, you know, of all different skin tones. But when they adopted this move of sameness, they just decided that everyone should be one race, which you could take in the very, very aggressive stance of like they euthanized everyone else. But what probably means is they just separated people by race because... Um, but yes. So again, heteronormative, organized, uniform society. Maybe. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly didn't even catch that, that they would all be the same race. He talks about that when they're talking about skin tones, when, when he's talking about red undertones in the skin, he's like, yeah, I guess because I just assumed that, you know, we do find out that they can't see color. They see in black and white that they just wouldn't have been able to see the differences, but that makes more sense because they, they do talk about what the reds red undertones under the skin and how that doesn't exist at least in their community anymore but it gets better because so the family unit they don't get to have their own children they're given babies so 
which my question was, so they, does that mean that they just have women whose only job is to produce babies? Which was my question at the beginning, which we did get the answer. And that is in fact true. (laughs) There are three women or women are chosen to be a birth mother. That is their job. And when they are chosen, they get to do this for three years only. And they are only allowed to have three pregnancies. And then for the rest of their lives, they have to do hard physical labor. And it is a job that is apparently looked down upon. So again, angry. I I, I don't know if anyone else would read that and feel angry, but I did. Oh, yeah. And then we also learn about in the community... That basically, like I said about, there's no choices. So each year they have a ceremony for when they're born. So like obviously, just like in our world, like you have your your grade, your class, and you're all the same age. But people don't celebrate individual birthdays on the day you're born. Everybody celebrates it at this one ceremony. So you have your ceremony of one, two, three, all the way up until you're 12 when you're assigned your job to participate in the community. And at each year, or most of them, there's some kind of special thing you get, like... I think it's at age nine, you get to start riding a bicycle and like you can't ride a bicycle before then. And like, it's just crazy, again, angry because everything in their life is decided for them. They get their job assigned to them, which they have to do for the rest of their lives. They're decided, like I said, when you get to ride a bike and even they get, they get chosen a comfort a comfort object, which is like a stuffed animal. So they don't even get to pick. They're given some stuffed animal. And then at a certain age, it's taken away, no matter what. It's taken away. So all of the adults out there who still have their blankies or their stuffed animals, you would not be allowed to keep that. So again, angry. (laughs) Okay, so none of those things except the birth mothering made me angry. But let's backtrack. So one, we should mention there the there are no animals in the community. So everyone in the community thinks that the stuffed animals are fantasy. They're like, these are made up creatures. So it's kind of surreal when like one of them has like a stuffed hippo and they're like, what a weird animal. Like, I wonder who thought of that. Like, that can't be a real. Or even I think he's like talking about like being out of control, like an animal. And they all laugh because like animals aren't real. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But so we should mention that. And two, I want to mention what you meant said about, like, each ceremony, you get a new, like, level, basically. It's like you get, like, a new clo- new article of clothing that has, like, pockets. They even dictate when they can't wear hair ribbons anymore, and then they cut everybody's hair off. Like, I'm just, like, they're, like, all slaves. <laughs> like, I just, I'm, that's why I'm, like, I was reading it, and I was just, like, I don't understand how you could read this and not be angry. Like, there's just total lack of choice. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? It's kind of the point that we can't, not everyone can be forced or should be forced to be the same. I wanted to mention that the the different years, like getting a different privilege year is part of the feeding into that system, though, because people, like children, are social, because you need to socialize children to believe that, like, this is a sustainable system. And so by giving them a reward each year of, you get to have pockets now. <laughs> you get to have a bicycle. That's what, like, that's how you socialize them to think that this is a good system. And I understand your anger. And like I said, the birth mother part, which we'll really get into in a second. But the, you know, how, like, you're saying it's so terrible to be in this place. I'm like, it's not that terrible for them if they know no better. It's terrible for us outside 
reading in. But the reason that they exist in these communities is because no one knows any different. But I also, I mean, that's why, I mean, I have just so many questions because also like, so, or maybe we can talk about this in a little bit, like with them having to like take pills to like suppress things and everything. It's like, who, who makes sure that that's happening? Like, do they take the pills too? Like, is there people who are in charge, like the elders, do they not take the pills so they know what the bad things are so they can identify them so they can fully experience human life and they're like, well, this is what we dictated or it's just like they're just all living in this like fantasy world. That's why it just like doesn't make sense to me because there needs to be like someone controlling this. Well, I think we can, we might be able to talk about that this week it might be a little more next week slash at the end of the series because I don't necessarily have all the answers. One of the things that I really don't particularly, particularly I don't like is the sharing of feelings that they have to do at the end of the day and the sharing of dreams. I was like, oh, I would, I personally would hate having to like share like my private thoughts or feelings. Well, also when it's like required, like it's not like, oh, you have the option to share because that's good. You should talk about things if you want to talk about them. But again, no choice, forced to do everything. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. So we also find out that Jonas is upset because he has light eyes because he talks about how like he rarely looks in the mirror in the mirror. So he like forgets, but he like doesn't like it because it makes him different from everyone else. So obviously they haven't gotten their genetic coding down to where they've just gotten rid of light-eyed people. But I just thought, like I noted, like how that's so different from the real world, whereas obviously having light eyes is a unique thing. And we, hopefully, most people like being unique and like celebrating like diversity and being different. So, and also just light eyes are obviously seen as like very beautiful. So it's just interesting in this world where, because it is what makes him different, He's like, I'd prefer to have dark eyes like everybody else. Yeah. Him and Gabriel, the little boy that's not doing that well, the baby, his dad, Jonas's dad, sort of likes him. And Gabriel also has light eyes. Obviously, we're going to find out once. Mm-hmm. This might be skip a bit of a spoiler, but that means that he has blue eyes because in their grayscale life, Blue eyes would be the only ones that, like, really show up differently relative to everyone else's. I mean, that that makes sense. But we'll get into more implications of that, I think, next week as well. But, yeah, obviously in our world, blue eyes would be distinctive and celebrated. But, alas. Yes, and so then, like we said, we learn about some different professions. And, like, we, I already kind of mentioned the birth mothers. And... Jonas's mother like makes a thing of how like it's not a good like it's not like one of the best professions and I was just like that seems like a pretty unfair trade for them one to be looked down upon also after giving these pregnancies and literally providing life for this community they have to do hard manual labor like they're literally the only source of reproduction in the community and it's somehow looked down upon Like, to me, that just seems like, honestly, like a pretty important job if they have to do that. But also, like, who provides the sperm? Like, where do they get the sperm from? Because they take pills to suppress all their sexual urges. So how do they get the sperm out of the men? Yeah, I'm not sure we're going to get an answer to that, but it's a good point. That's kind of like... Also, because, like, it has to be... 
it has to be a mixture. Like, it can't just be, like, one man or everyone will be, like, genetically related. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you could have birth defects. I'm not sure we're going to get the answer, or I can't remember where it might be again brought up later in the books. But it is a good point of, like, the how do you, how do these people even become pregnant? Because birth mother could be pregnated, impregnated, like, in vitro or consensually pleasurably or that's definitely not organic what it is. but i'm like <laughs> i like i somehow i don't think that it would be like a happy organic way that that would happen in this community because everyone literally suppresses their hormones and i want to talk a little more about that so jonas's mom she works in the justice system for the community which is like a very special job it's because she like has higher than average intelligence it's a hard job and so she looks down on being a birth mother, which I think like perfectly points out the essential flaw in this system. Because no matter how much you suppress hormones or stimulation, you create this world of sameness, people are still going to be judgmental. Like this is supposed to be a society of sameness, but clearly like people can view a better and a worse job. And so then how do you adjudicate like what's a better or a worse job? Like it's very like this is that moment when the mom you know, they're, they're trying to convince Jonas that any job is fine because everything is valuable and contributes to the community. But she's like, well, my job is better than being a birth mother. And it's like one, like you said, birth mother seems de- like the only one that would probably be more important because you need new people. But like, it's very much like that line in Animal Farm. All animals are equal. Some animals are more equal than other. Like, basically... Yes. Like, you, you try to take away that... you Like, they try to take away anything that would make differences between people, but people are still going to form judgments, so clearly the system is unsustainable. Well, yeah, which is why, like, I mean, I did read Animal Farm for school, and that book made me angry, too, because it's that idea of, like, complete, like, full-on, like, communism, socialism, where you're, like, trying to make everyone equal. Just, it doesn't work, because people are going to like you even simply of you saying like people are still going to be judgmental and see certain jobs as above others, even though every role is necessary for the community to function, but yet still certain jobs are going to be looked down upon. So again, <laughs> angry. <sighs> ah, but speaking of justice, they do as would, you know, kind of be assumed they have pretty aggressive rules and if you break them enough, which it basically seems like, you know, three strikes, you're out, you get... Well... Yes, three strikes, you're out, you get... Okay, but not, like, cert- certain rules, not yes. Not everything, obviously, but... Like, so one of the rules is, like, don't be rude, and, like, if you ask an impertinent question, they're not going to kick you out. No, but. so anyway, they if you break certain rules, whatever, enough, you will be released. This is what they call it. You're released. And... They talk about the old people also get released, which, you know, the only thing that that could possibly mean to me is that they euthanize them. Like, they kill them. And they talk about it like they release them like it's like exile. And I was like, I just, no, they kill them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, I mean, they definitely do that for the older ones. And I'm pretty sure that's what they do for the other ones. And the babies that don't work. For the babies, so they say that, like, the babies that don't reach like the required weight or rule breakers they get sent to other communities 
That could be true. I can't remember. I just feel like, I think, okay, what we said, you said earlier about there being other races. Maybe there's other communities where they just have, like, there is by race. But obviously, if you have a little white baby pops out, he can't go join the black community. There are definitely other communities, but I think the other communities are run differently. Like, if, and this is sort of where the all four books connect, if I remember correctly, is that not all communities operate this way. So do you think, or at least, I mean, I know you've only read the second book, but like, because you said it's not really a series. We're going to get different stories and they're all kind of interconnected. So like, are we going to just hear about the other communities in the other three books? I believe so. Like, I think in the next book, I think we learn about a different community that's organized differently. And then I think, but... You're right that there is definitely euthanasia happening, definitely for the old people and for people that they consider... Bad. Bad or irredeemable, like we can't fix them. So you that's definitely happening, so that's not great that they are being, you know, that they're basically... But also what's really, what's the problem about it is that people don't really know what it is that they they don't know that the releasing is death. Like, they... They haven't put two and two together. Yes. And that could be because... And, I, again, I don't know if every single person, like, children, delinquents, and old people, if the releasing is death for all of them. But I definitely know that there's death for some of them. I can't remember if it's if some of them actually do get released, like, out. And also, like, it could be, like, some of them are just, like, released into the wild between communities, which, like, basically is death, too, I would assume. So. Exile. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know all of the, I don't remember all the details, but either way, the fact is that, like, they use this term release to cover the fact that at least some people are getting killed by the state. Well, yeah. Or by the, well, not the state, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and then Jonas, because he talks about how release and loss aren't the same because they say it in reference to one couple or whatever, the baby they received at the age of four, he, like, wandered over into the river and, like, it basically drowned and died. And so that is what they consider a loss, which also weird because the baby, I think the baby's name was Caleb, and... The, like at the, they finally have like at his ceremony at the ceremony where he's gonna turn twelve like they do each year, they receive a new baby with the same name like literally a replacement baby for the child they lost. Yes. So like that's weird as it is, but so obviously they see the loss as like death, it's final, but they don't see the um, the releases that way. Like they can't, they don't realize that it, like you said, at least some people are definitely being killed and are dead, but. Like I said, I don't, I guess maybe like hearing what you're saying, I guess there could be other communities. Because to me, I was just like, there's no other communities. They just kill everybody. Well, no, the or, population like said, is they not. they send out into the wild. Like the popu- community's population is some like a thousand. Like Yeah, but I was thinking it was the last people who existed on Earth. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not that. Anyway, so there's other communities. And... At least some people are being euthanized, yes. Exactly. And we sort of started talking about this, but so 
Jonas does end up having a wet dream, and he shares it with his family. Because he's required to. Because he's required to. And they're like, needs to be suppressed. They don't say it like that, but they're like, it just means that you are now an adult, so you take this pill every single day for the rest of your life. The stirrings. The stirrings. We have to suppress the stirrings. Yes. So they're going to take a pill for the rest of the day, every day for the rest of their lives. So basically every adult is taking hormone therapy to suppress adult hormones. And again, like, this is one of those things where it could go into the, if you don't know any better, they're all fine with it. But Jonas specifically says that he enjoyed the feelings of the stirrings. So. Yes, and he... And he wishes he could hold on to it, but then once he takes the pill and it activates, it's gone. Which, again, I mean, yes, it's one moment, and I'll take the pill forever, so he'll never be able to recall that feeling again. But I was like, right there. Don't you think it's unnatural that something that's naturally happening in your body, they're telling you to control it with a pill? But if you think that every adult does this, it's the same... I don't know. Well, we already know Jonas is going to rebel in some way because he's getting all the info. He's getting all the info, and he's going to be like... Well, he already says, which we don't want to jump too hard, but he already says when he gets the memories, he's like, why did we get rid of this stuff? That makes no sense. They never, they did not have the right to do that. He's already on that page. Well, yes. So let's get there. So let's get there. So that brings us to the ceremony, which is where you graduate to your next level of childhood. And for Jonas turning 12, he's getting his job. But first, I did want to mention, because one of his friends named Asher, who's also turning 12, they kind of joke around and talk about him before they give him his job. And they talk about how, like, when they were younger, he couldn't, he would mix up the words snack and smack. And so when he would say smack on accident, part of the discipline of children is that they would whack them with, like, a discipline wand and so anytime he did that, and, like, he did it a lot, he would, get, he would get confused a lot, and they would just smack him repeatedly. And there was a while that they said that he just didn't talk. And I'm just like, how, again, how is this a sustainable system? We're beating children. And I'm like, this is this kid who maybe just struggled, but, like, what happens when kids have actual learning disabilities or any kind of disability, and they, they can't just smack them into line? Like, they just kill them? They just release the children? Yes. Like, think about it. Like, it's one thing to do it to, like, babies, like, where nobody would know that it happened. But let's say they're at five. They're like, you just, you, three strikes, you're out. We, we got to get rid of you? A five-year-old? I can't even imagine that. <laughs> Angry. I can't. Five-year, a little tiny baby. But I, I agree. A toddler. They're telling them, though, that, that what they are doing is sending them somewhere else where they will fit in better. I'm not saying it's right. But they're killing those children. Yes, but I'm telling you that the people in the world don't know that. So they're from, they have no reason not to think that these people are going to a place that's working better for them. Oh, I know they're going to have the reason. Because like I said, I did watch the movie. so And I know it's not the same as the book, but I already know what's coming. I already have an idea because it's got to be similar. And I'm, people care. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm just not going to validate that with anything. But the I expect that they do 
I mean, like I said, they do send away children that cause them trouble. And we find that they even use those disciplined wands on the elderly, which is like... <laughs> Again, abuse. How are you not angry? I w- I'm not angry by it because, one, it's fiction. <laughs> and two... But it's still awful to read. It is awful to read. It is... Of course it's awful to read. But I'm... I'm saying that, like, it didn't make me viscerally angry. I was upset. In a way that... (laughs) Okay. In a way that other things made me viscerally angry, like Jacob Black. It's just personal things that, like... For me, like, the hormone therapy, like, everyone taking a pill, that makes me angry. Well, yeah, like, I mean, anything... I. It's just, I think, this is something where, like, you're saying, like, Jacob Black. Like, Jacob Black is one aspect of Twilight that makes you angry. But this is the whole, the whole plot of the story. I'm like, I'm going to need some justice. Where is the justice? And I know we're just in the beginning half of the book, so this is all the rising action and setup. But, you know, I'm looking forward to some justice. Well, you will get... Mm. Probably nothing. Well, Probably Jonas is going to fight back, then they're going to release him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe then we'll get to finally figure out what rele- being released is if they don't kill them. Mm, you will see. So so they're going to get their jobs, and they basically give out the jobs based on whatever is needed that year. So, like, if there's a sixth grade teacher that's been sent to the whole the home for the old... Like, they have to replace them. But, like, so they're just replacing all the roles that need filling. Which, like, one of the moments that made me more angry is, like, if you're, unlock- like, the year you turn 12, if there's no one that, like, if a job that would be best suited for you is not available, they yeah. just find you a different one. Like, so Asher becomes the director of recreation. Like, what if there was no opening for anyone in recreation the year you turn 12 and then you get stuck working in sewage management Forever. I mean, they talked about how some of the people, like, they were going to become doctors or lawyers because they're super smart. It's like, well, what if they didn't need any doctor or lawyers that year? You're just screwed. You just have to work a random job. Because, again, this is their assignment forever. There's no changing yes. it. I, I think the thing that made me the most angry <laughs> is when they're like, oh, you can, like, do um, an appeal or whatever. And they said then the, the elders will have a committee on it and they laugh about it because they're like, but that means nothing's happening. And I'm like, well, then how, again, how are you laughing about having no no choice, no decision making in your whole life? Everything's decided for you. Yeah. But I, they do at least say <laughs> every year, at least, or every year, three people or three women have to become birth mothers. So, you know, that's a consistent job that's constantly filled, but it's obviously the most looked down upon job. And you get three years of, well, they, they literally describe it as you get three years of relaxation, which I'm sorry, I don't think um, being pregnant and childbirth is what I would call relaxation and a vacation. That is um, a hard process. And then after that, you have to do hard labor. What does that even mean? Are you going to be mining coal? What are, what are we back in District 12? Like, what does that even mean? Physical labor. Also, why are they making these poor women after they, you know, tore apart their bodies to create children? How are they going to have them do 
physical labor. Like they're describing it like they're gonna be like lifting rocks or like building the Egyptian pyramids. Like goodness gracious. I'd like to know what this physical labor is that they're forcing upon them. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was really quite something every time they were like they just spoil the birth mothers for the three years they're giving birth. And I'm like, yeah, but like for nine months of each year, they're pregnant. Yeah, I just. And then they have three months to recover from the pregnancy before they get pregnant again. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was very clear that some people don't understand. Um, well, none of them understand the physical tolls of pregnancy on a body. And so then. Jonas gets, during the ceremony, excuse me, Jonas gets skipped over all dramatically, and then it's announced that he's been selected to be the next receiver of memory. And the previous receiver also has pale eyes, like Jonas and Gabriel. Which I have some comments about this. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Because, first of all, how it's described in the book... When this part didn't make me angry, this made me confused because when Jonas gets called up, she's like the leader or whoever it is, like you're the new receiver of memory. And then it's described that they start chanting his name like it's slow, like Jonas, 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 and it gets louder. Jonas, Jonas. And all I'm thinking is, are we at a Jonas Brothers concert? What's going on? This is how it's described in the book. And he's like, it's like a wave of people, like these crazy people who just believe that they just have no choice, no right to anything. And they're like, Jonas, Jonas, Jonas. What is this? What is this tradition? I I was confused. I I just thought that was kind of funny. Well, it's because he's now going to be an elder. Jonas is now... Because he's going to be receiving. Yeah, but they had to chant his name like that was just weird. It was I didn't a way like of the that. community welcoming him in. No, it was culty. It was very weird. It was very culty. Also, what was really cult- the other time they chanted was when they were talking about Caleb, the baby that was lost, or the five-year-old, four-year-old that was lost when it when it died. When Caleb died, they yeah, they all like, chanted Caleb, loudly, Caleb. and then they like slowly chanted less. Loudly and less frequently, as if like they were like ushering him away. And then when they got the new baby Caleb to replace him, they did the like same. They did the same chant in reverse, like slow to fast, like quiet to loud. And it was like very, very unsettling, disturbing. Yeah, it was. (sighs) That was really like they were like, oh, we're literally replacing one for the other. And so, like you said, though, Jonas is going to be an elder now. And so, obviously, we get to meet the giver who is giving Jonas these memories. So, like, he's obviously one of the elders. Clear reason why he's one. But, like, who are the other elders? Like, who, why are they in that position? Like, what is their role? Like, I'm very interested to learn about that. Especially because, again, with any of these societies where it's all the same and everyone's supposed to be equal, why are they considered above everyone else? Like... Again, just so many questions. And then, oh my goodness, I had to write down, there's a female Voldemort in this story? She who must not be named? Because apparently they tried to pick the new receiver of memory 10 years prior to Jonas being selected. And 
it failed terribly and now they they said they'll never speak her name and <laughs> her name can never be given to another child like so obviously it ended badly but like are we going to find out what happened i guess she was released too but so we're definitely going to find out what happened so first off good point on the elders we she don't- probably wanted to she probably learned everything and was like this is wrong and she wanted to rebel and so they murdered her <laughs> I'm sorry. They released her. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take, <laughs> take it point by point. So one, who are the elders? Good question. We don't know. Also, we don't know who regulates the communities at large. So who's above the elders, but definitely who becomes elders within this society. Good question. I don't know if we're going to get answers. I don't think we do. So. Of course not. <laughs> anyway. Angry. <laughs> Anger. <laughs> As Asia gets more angry, I just get more, like, laughy. Indifferent? Yeah, no? indifferent to the point of, like, laughter. I think I would be angry otherwise, but now that she's getting angry, I'm just like, mm, eh, life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the female Voldemort, yes. So... I think I remember what happens, but I don't want to say it in case it's a spoiler. But I... Okay, if you... I'm going to say my theory. This is... Wait, you you can't give a theory if you already know what happened. I don't know, but we... Can I give a theory? Well, well we, actually, what I, I can say yet. is we've definitely gotten indications that the previous... That the woman that they appointed was shocked by the memories. And... That's because some of the memories are going to be terrible. Some of the memories are going to be of war and it's violence. it's going to be painful. Racism, pain, abuse. All of those are memories as well that the giver has. And if you were reading closely when he's describing it, he's, because, again, he doesn't train he only trains one person to succeed him, and it's not like he, he has says practice. How he he, he says how he her. didn't show her enough. Yeah, he sh- didn't show her enough joy first. Like he didn't really do it in the right order, and he overwhelmed her with the amount of painful memories. Exactly. So so maybe she maybe she went into shock and like you can apply for release. You if you don't think you fit in, and but she's not allowed to apply for release. But that rule could have been put in place after because her, of, because of her. Because, but it's the seventh rule, not the last rule. That's true. Also, that I, I don't know, but I'm just saying these are hints that we have that I noticed reading it this time. Oh yeah, definitely. Whatever like happened, went, it's assuming she, it went wrong. Wrong. And I don't know like whether she didn't she, take it well. Yeah, I don't know whether she asked to be released or whether she was released for acting up. Or whether she left for other reasons, like also maybe she couldn't have she didn't want to have to keep it to herself because they're not allowed to talk about it with anyone. Yeah, which has got to be that's a lot. Well, as you're gonna see, Jonas is gonna really struggle with that. Like at first, it's fun. He's like, I can't explain to. It. Well, also, it's like one of those things where like, okay, time for Charles to bring back a Harry Potter moment. Harry Potter book six when the. Muggle Prime Minister finds out that there is a Minister for Magic. He's like the mug. The pr- Minister of Magic is like, make sure you don't tell anyone. And the Prime Minister, the Human Prime Minister, is like, 
um, well, I might. I don't want you barging into my life. And the Minister of Magic's like, oh, are you really going to start telling people that they're witches and wizards? And so, like, that's our moment where, like, Jodas can't explain snow to anyone anyway because, like, there's no way for them to understand it. Without seeing so, it. At first, it's going to be fine, but he is, as he gets more into, like, deeper emotions with different memories, it's going to be harder to resist. So, does that sort of answer the few comments so far? Yeah, I guess. I'll never be satisfied. (laughs) That, we've already figured out. So, we find out that Jonas also has the capacity to see beyond, which sort of explains the weird flashes he's seen So he's not able to name or identify this dimension because, again, you've never seen, experienced color. How would you quantify it or name it? But basically, we find out that everything has been grayscale and the ability to kind of see beyond that, see color, is what makes him special. I, we have to get an explanation on how they made them so they couldn't see color. I'm sorry. (laughs) How? That is like the biggest thing right there. Because, I mean, when they were talking. It could be in the food. It's as simple as it could be in the food. I guess. That's okay. That's good enough, I guess. I was just like, when they talked about it, because like when he was talking about he could see the flashes, I was like, again, since I have seen the movie, and like that does kind of make sense that since he talked about the apple and then Fiona's hair and the people's faces, like which is where we got the red undertone thing, like I assumed it was going to be color. But again, it's just like, how did they get these people? They took away all their choices and they've changed literally how their brains work. Also, it could be there's some sort of refract. I mean, I don't think we're going to get an explanation about it because it's much, this book is not about like the dystopian organization of the world, which is what 21st century dystopian, like Hungry Games Divergent, that era of dystopian was much more about the the world of the dystopia, whereas this is much more about the social conflict of the dystopia. The same way, it's it's not the same year. It's not even close to, like, Animal Farm, but it's definitely more in that range of, like, it's more of the philosophy mm-hmm. within dystopia rather than, like, the actual strife, which is what we definitely get in the 21st century, like, period of dystopian fiction. So I don't know if we're getting an explanation, but if you want one, Asia... As to why some people can see color and some can't, well, it could be something about, like, the fact that the people with blue eyes have different fractal light waves, something or another, within their eyes. And that's why the receiver always has to be someone with blue eyes, because the way they filter their light within the community, the people with blue eyes might be able to see But he's not the only person with blue eyes. He is. It's him Gabriel and but they didn't the make it seem like receiver. They didn't make it seem like he was the only person in the whole community that had blue eyes. He just said that he was one of like. Oh, but he is. They said that. That's how they make it sound. That he's the only person with blue eyes in the whole community. How do they even do that though? So that means that he's gonna submit his sperm <laughs> for the birth to the birth mother for the next person to be born. How else are they supposed to get if everyone has dark eyes? I guess. The dark-eyed people could have the recessive trait, but, like, how do they... Well, Gabriel has it as well. Gabriel has the blue eyes as well, and the previous receiver did, and this girl did 10 years ago. I just assumed that they were saying that because, I mean, he hasn't talked to everyone in the whole community. That's, again, where it kind of, like, the actual world of it doesn't make that much sense because if there's 50 people per year, 
then it's going to... There has to be more than one person with blue eyes. Also, there's he's 12. There's no people with blue eyes in all the generations below him. Except Gabriel. It's kind of implied that he's the only one. I, I didn't get that. Also, because like you just said, like to me, that just doesn't sound reasonable at all. Unless like they're completely doing it like genetically, but that doesn't seem like what it was. I always, I always thought it was he was the only one. That's why he's anointed to be the seer or the giver, the receiver. I can't remember the freaking time. I thought they were just saying, like, they said, that like, again, the reason why they chose him didn't, wasn't, I mean, they say, like, they observed him and stuff. And he has the ability and to then, see beyond. People with blue eyes can see beyond I, because of the light refraction. Boom. I've solved magic. But also, he was somebody who, like, wasn't, um, like, a lot, like, some of the other kids, like, they would, they were clearly, like, only volunteering at one place, whereas he was kind of more of, like, jack-of-all-trades. He would go everywhere. Like, he didn't really know what he wanted. I don't know. I just, I don't remember it ever saying that he was the only person with blue eyes besides Gabriel. I thought he was just kind of talking out that it made him uncomfortable because it was something that made him unique. But I didn't get it that he was the only person. Oh. Because does that mean that Gabriel's going to be the next? Yes. Like, he's not that much. But that doesn't make sense because Gabriel's only 12 years younger than him, whereas this elder, the giver, is supposed to be, like, tons of years hint, older. Hint, like, that doesn't wink, make sense. wink, it's going to cause a problem. Which is why Gabriel's supposed to be released? Okay. You said it yourself, not me. I didn't spoil the whole book. This is also, I don't know if I remember correctly, but I think that it... I think that maybe this is one of the reasons I thought it was such an obvious thing that they're both, like, there's, that he's the only one with blue eyes, that they don't need another person with blue eyes around because, also, you you said biologically, they could be importing sperm from a different community. Every time they're like, oh, it's time to get a receiver up in here. We need a blue-eyed person. It's not like these people are that smart. I guess because I also just took it as the receiver of memory which maybe they'll talk about that when it, when we learn about the girl, is, to me, the only determining factor wouldn't be the color of their eyes. It's their personality. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how I took it. Like, based on how they described it, it was like, obviously, yes, you have to have the ability of seeing beyond. But I also took it, it was Jonas's personality. Because Jonas wouldn't... Yeah. Because being a blue-eyed person... Our fully person, formed personalities when we're 11. Our fully formed personalities when we're 11 is how we decide our careers. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, like, some of the kids, they describe, like, they know what they want to do. And to me, having blue eyes wouldn't dictate your personality. So that's why I'm saying, like, so then maybe if they have the blue-eyed kid and they don't work out, they just get rid of them? Th- that that would just be my question. I believe that's the implication. Which maybe, like, like, which I'm saying maybe for the girl, why it didn't work out is because they just pick somebody with, like, they made her to have blue eyes so she could see, but then because her personality didn't actually fit what they needed, they had whatever happened to her, she didn't work out. I can't remember. I honestly could have just, like, we could have gone off on this tangent for no reason. But I do think that, if I remember correctly, and again, I could be misremembering, there only him, Gabriel, and the receiver have blue eyes. And it's a big part. Or I think that the girl... If I remember correctly, again, I might be misremembering. I don't think she had blue eyes. I don't think that she was actually, like, destined to be the receiver. And that's why, like, it went badly. 
Okay, well, you can't say that. That's a spoiler. (laughs) I don't know, though. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I also earlier said that she had blue eyes myself, so clearly I'm grasping at straws at this point. We have no idea. Anyway, let's get back on track. We have no idea. We have to go over. Yes, we, So we know that Jonas, he's becoming the receiver. And like I said, he's going to become an elder, but like an excluded one because he can't talk to anyone about his learning. And he, it's a very special job. So he gets special privileges in like the community now. And Charles has the list of his new rules and regulations. For you, just for you. So the first ones are just like, logistical go immediately at the end of school hours each day to the annex entrance behind the house of old and present yourself to the attendant go immediately to your dwelling at the conclusion of training hours each day side note imagine that you were 11 you're turning 12 at your ceremony and you are given the job of you're now going to be the attendant to the receiver memory so you're just going to sit at a little desk in the back of the house of the old, do nothing all day because no one sees the receiver of memory. So you're just sitting there to bring Sounds him like food. Sounds like a pretty good job. You could be watching some Netflix, <laughs> Netflix would chill, order some Chinese food. You'd be chilling for the rest of your life. It's better than me and a birth mother doing all that physical, hard physical labor after your three years of vacation. He's <laughs> just not so angry anymore. Okay, number two, go to immediately to your dwelling at the conclusion of training hours each day. I think I already said that one. Number three, from this moment, you are exempted from rules governing rudeness. You may ask any question of any citizen and you will receive answers. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this one to play out. Yeah. N- number four, do not discuss your training with any other member of the community, including parents or elders. That makes sense. Duh. Number five, from this moment on, you are prohibited from dream telling. And he was like, whew, what a relief. And I was like, yeah, my dreams are embarrassing. Like, mostly because I don't remember them. But I have one nightmare that involves a purple wolf, and I'll tell you one time. And I'm glad I don't have to share it. Oh, my... purple wolf. I'm definitely looking forward to I've hearing that one after you we stop recording. Before. I've definitely told you that before. I'm going to need to rehear the story. Number six, except for illness or injury unrelated to your training, do you not apply for medication? Hint, hint, wink, wink. Medication does something to your brain in this community. Like, if he's, like, has a headache, he can't take, like... No, it if, says, except for illness or injury unrelated to your training, do not apply for medication. So if he were to get ill or injured, then he could. He's saying, like, which also, does that mean he's going to get the stirrings back? Because... That's what I took it as, like the required medication that they make everybody take, he no longer has to take. So he, that's not there yet. He is going to go off the pill and he is going to get the stirrings back because. So then what is he? Then how does he do this? That's he must provide all the sperm. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is this has more to do with like if he starts to see things in the memories that are disturbing to him. He's not supposed to go medicate that away. Like, he's not supposed to become a morphling. No, that's why I'm saying, except for illness that's or injury unrelated is. to your training. Yeah, so, like, if you got a, if you, how he banged his hand in the door, he talks, he crushed his fingers, that's totally unrelated to his training. He can still get the pain medicine, the, like, morphine or whatever, whatever they use for that. Yeah. Number seven, you are not permitted to apply for release, so... That means basically, like, they can't kill you off because they need a receiver of memory. And number eight, you may lie. And Jonas is like, I don't even know how you do that. 
He's like, I, he's like literally like, he's like going through all the rules and he's like, I can get behind this one. Oh, thank God. I don't have to tell dreams. He's like, number eight. I'm going to just skip that one real quick. I don't even know how you would go about such a thing. Well, but obviously he has to lie because he can't talk about what he's learning about. So if people asked him or something, he'd have to lie. Have to be like, I'm receiving memories. That's, that's what I'm doing. So he goes for his first day of training with the giver and the giver begins to transmit memories to Jonas of human experience, which this is kind of when we really learn how like just uniform the life in the community is because we learn that like their landscape, everything is flat because Jonas doesn't even know the word downhill. He doesn't even know what that means. He has no concept of it. And there's obviously no real weather here because he doesn't know what snow and sunshine are which i was like so they i guess the reasonable explanation is they must be in some kind of protected dome like with like artificial light because i was like how do they get rid of the sun how (laughs) is this even on earth are we on mars now or no mars we still see the sun we'd have to be in a whole nother galaxy where there's no sun so there is a sun though you need a sun to have a galaxy Okay. We star. So then this is just in an alternate universe where that is possible to have the galaxy with no sun. Either way, but also I was like, that doesn't make sense because like how do they grow food without sunshine? I guess like there's ways to grow food with artificial sunlight. Or I guess that's outside the community where they can't see it. I just, but who does the work? Who does the work? Robots? Okay. <laughs> so many questions. But anyway, honestly, like probably during this section when I was really like, what are we reading? What's going on? I was past anger. It was just astonishment, just shock, <laughs> surprise. What are we reading? They literally in the be like, how did they get rid of the sun? I'm like, they could be in a biosphere, I guess. Where as I'm like, no, he's like, what is sunshine? I was like, sunshine. <laughs> so that means they've never been outside. Well, since so I'm saying, like, you just said, like, okay, we're assuming this is on planet Earth. In our galaxy, which means unless they shot down the sun, which we'd all freeze to death. So the sun is there. So like, okay, yes, they could be in a dome. But I'm like, that means these people have never been outside. And they don't even know it. They don't even know what outside is. Correct. That, and then we're back to anger. (laughs) (laughs) We got back there eventually, dear listener. We got back there. We got Eventually. And then, like you said before, we find out that everything is in grayscale because Jonah starts to see color. So more questions, you know. Oh, (laughs) this is also because they say the giver, he talks about how they have climate control. (laughs) And so, again, I was like, how? You know, we have a clear climate crisis right now. How were they able to control the climate? They just climbed up on top of the earth and said, controlled. Boom, we did it. That's all it took. Snap our fingers, it's done. Because they got rid of snow, which the snow explanation could be clearly, it doesn't snow everywhere on Earth. So the fact is they could just be in a climate where it doesn't snow. But But again, back to sunshine. They couldn't get rid of the What'd you say? The places on Earth where it doesn't snow, we have a lot of sunshine. Sunshine. So I was like, but what you said, they could be in a, so that means that they must be in some kind of artificial like biosphere, which again, just That's how you would control the the climate. Exactly. And then, like, we talked before of, like, how do they get rid of colors and how do they just make everything all the same? And so you're saying it could be in the food or maybe the water. Where do they even get the water? Where does everything come from? I'm just like, this doesn't, this, these things don't add up for me. If I remember correctly, I don't know if we're going to get the answers. Also because since I have seen the movie... In the movie, like, from what I remember, 
the, I think everyone takes the pills. And like and it's the been movie, a long time since I saw the movie. It came out in like twenty fourteen. It came out in twenty fourteen. I, I was like three hundred years old then. <laughs> okay. Or but from 12, what I, I remember in the movie, it was like when he stopped taking the pills, that's when everything happened. It wasn't like Wait, he was didn't some they chosen do like person. a wash. Like he like stopped taking the pills and like the screen just like went probably and, like, something super bright. ridiculous. But anyway, like, so, but obviously it's not the pills in this because the kids don't take them. They only start taking them once they have their sexual awakening and start having the stirrings when they have their first wet dream and they tell their, embarrassingly tell their parents <laughs> about how they're imagining one of their classmates naked and they're like, it's okay. It's the stirrings. That just means it's time for you to take the pill. Like, it's this, like, it's exciting. But, so. And then he's like, yeah, my friends will take the pill. I caught up, too. He's like, yeah, he's like, Asher's been taking the pill for a while. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he didn't know before why he was taking the pill. Also, because even um, his mom was like, yeah, usually boys get it, and, like, girls are a little bit later. And I was like, oh, my God. Which is also biologically, women actually mature faster and hit puberty sooner. But... If we're talking more about, like, expressing sexual desires, that does sound like more like a boy thing first. Yeah. So, just lots of questions, you know, and Charles Charles has been pretty good with, like, trying to provide what he thinks he knows for the second half of the book. But, but I really, I'm, like, don't know the answers, and I, like, just have a sneaking suspicion we don't get answers, because I feel like that's not. the vibe Again, of this book. Of course not, because that's why I'll be angry the whole time. I'll throw the book across the room when I finish. At least it's short. It is. This is very short. I think that's one of the other reasons I'm like, I don't expect there to be answers. There's not the main pages left. (laughs) Well, do you have any other questions? There will be some action next week, I promise. Yeah, I don't think so. I think for me, at least, like, what I'm most looking forward to finding out is I want to know about the female Voldemort. I want to know what happened to her. We will. I want to know... What's going to happen with Gabriel the baby because... We will. That's what I remember about what happened in the movie, which obviously the movie could have been different. I think it's the same, but I think it was much more dramatic in the movie. Of course. And then I think just to see how Jonas just... How Jonas reacts to to like seeing bad things too and how that's going to change his perspective. Because I think I did say earlier how one of Jonas's first kind of reactions to like when he's when the giver shows him the snow and everything he's like why did they take this away like they like i don't know if he says like they didn't have the right or something but he was just like why would they do something like this like this is great this is amazing so it'll be interesting to see if his dynamic changes once he sees the bad things that happen in the world and to see like if he sticks with what he said before or if he feels like maybe the like elders and the people of the community and coming up with the sameness idea if he feels that it was the right thing to do because I think absolutely not, but <laughs> we'll see what he thinks. Yeah, we will see. I was just looking up the movie again. I forgot that Taylor Swift is in the movie. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this with one of my coworkers at work today, and he was like, Taylor Swift is in the movie. I was like, Taylor Swift is in the movie, so I definitely don't remember it that well because did she play a character or did she, like, sing in the background? I don't remember her in the movie. I think both. She definitely, pl- like, she's acting in it. Like, she has a named character. Okay, I'm going to have to look at the trailer. Meryl Streep is the chief elder. 
I only just remember it's like this like also because of course in the movie they like also, I age always up. thought it was like Emma Watson. Yeah. They age but them up because they're clearly not twelve years old. They're like teenagers. They're eighteen in the movie. Which and like Katie makes, Holmes is the mom. Which makes yeah. more sense, especially like from an like if an American perspective, like us watching it, like we think of you know, at 18 is when you become a legal adult. So, like, as opposed to, like you said, the uh, to have them try to pick their, have them be uh, given their careers at 12 years old. Those kids haven't even finished puberty. They've just begun. Some of them won't have even started. If Like, most boys don't enter puberty until, like, 13. Well, 14. those people, those kids got released. <laughs> because they're not the same. That's also where the sameness just doesn't make sense to me. Because, again, like... Or Jonah says something about how, you know, obviously there's the, the babies are still born at different times throughout the year that they just, but they all just like celebrate the ceremony at the very end of the year. And he was saying like kids who are born obviously a little bit earlier usually have a little bit of an advantage, like the first like two or three years of life. And then once they get to like age three or four, it no longer matters. But I'm like, once you hit puberty, like, there's people who, like, like, they always say the ranges. Like, the ranges are from, like, 10, 11 to, like, 15 is as late as you can be in puberty. That's a huge range. So, it's like, if you haven't hit puberty by 12, they release you? I don't think so, but. I guess also why I, and I, I'm saying I'm angry and stuff, it's like, it's more just like, again, it goes against human nature. Like, as human beings, we are all, like, individual creatures. We are not all meant to be the same. So, like, to try to force people into that is just inherently wrong because it will never work. You'll have to release and get rid of people because people will not fit this box. They will not fit into it. So I guess if you're willing to sacrifice all those people. No, I, I think that you, obviously I agree with you on a moral issue. And yes, Taylor Swift does is a named character and... She does act in the movie, though I'm sure she contributed a song as well. Okay, we'll have to watch the trailer after we finish. Oh, well, I just looked up what she does, her role in the movie, but yes. Um, but I can't say that because that definitely would be spoiling because she's a character we haven't met yet. Um, so do you have any other questions before I spoil something? You're going to spoil something? No, I'm trying to wrap up the episode before I spoil something. No, I don't have any questions. I think we're all done. Well, we will finish The Giver for next week. So if you do read along, read until the end. And as always, if you have any predictions, theories, or questions, remember that you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. You can just head over to nerdparty.com contact and select throwback paperback. You can send us an email there and get in touch with the network on Twitter at JoinNerdParty or on Instagram at TheNerdParty or Facebook.com slash TheNerdParty. And to find me, I'm at AsiaBonia on Twitter and at Asia.Bonia on Instagram. And I'm at C. Ishilan on Twitter and at C. Shells on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this, make sure you rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends. And of course, or maybe, you know, your sixth grade teachers. I know my sixth grade teacher... We're Facebook friends. She'll probably hear this podcast. And because we read this and she'll be like, Charles, you didn't remember anything from when we talked about it. I am sorry, Miss Grace. Uh, but check out the other awesome podcasts on the Nerd Party Network and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss us next week. Yes, hit that subscribe and have a good one. We'll see you next week.
Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.